Hey guys, welcome to the Podcasters Podcast. Today, me and Kane are going to go through some questions that have been asked on LinkedIn. I've done a post just saying, ask your podcast-related questions, similar to what we've done in our Facebook community the other day. I'm just going to go through them. Just going to ask what the people... And people seem to like these. Yeah, answer what the people want to know. All right, first question, please. Yes, sir. Uh, right, first question from Liz Copping, who is the co-host of Two Women Chatting, um, a podcast we work with, and she says, should podcasts be videos too? Yes. Right, so should they be videos too? Yes is optimal, but not necessarily. So what I mean is you don't need video for it to be successful, but for you to get the maximum potential benefits, yes, it's like if you're a PT and I was to say, do I need to make sure I eat really clean and go to the gym five times a week compared to just go to the gym or just eat clean? It's like, yeah, like you'll get good results with one of those things, but if you do both, you'll get the best results. So when you add video, you then get the benefit of YouTube, which is a new monetization um, income for you. Then you can clip it and put it onto LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube Shorts like we do with this podcast. You can then do collaboration posts with guests on social media when you do clips, which means you're now then in front of their audience. Instagram and Facebook are saying, you know, such and such is posting with such and such. So all of the main benefits do come with video, but we have worked with and I've seen in the wider industry tons of very, very successful podcasts that are audio only. Generally, the more niche they are, the easier it is to succeed with audio. But yes, I I do believe everybody should really be doing video at this point. I'd say the broader your audience and your subject matter, the more important video is because things like marketing become more difficult, getting sponsors becomes more difficult. So having video where you can post clips and just get views, um, which are people interested already in your podcast, essentially, that can help. uh, Whereas if you're super niche, you can still do a lot of those things quite well without having video. It's a pretty easy one. All right. Second one. Aaron. Spelled A-H-R-O-N, by the way. Interesting spelling of Aaron. Um, yeah, sorry, Aaron. Do people better enjoy podcast clipped videos or straight talking head videos on LinkedIn? He's then gone on to say, the pro of podcast clips is that it's more conversational. The pro of talking head is that it's more direct to the consumer. So, my... I would assume podcasts, and this is for the reason. So there's this overwhelming influx of like new content online, which is like fake podcasts. Have you seen this? It's like cameras on. I've got a mic in front of me, and I'm just looking off screen. Like it's like these clips, like right now, where I'm looking at you. Technically, you don't have to be here, and I could just answer these same questions. And loads of people are doing this for whatever reason. It's like the microphone and the idea that it's a conversation somehow adds more credibility to what you're saying it's a weird phenomenon but it you know it's happening so for that reason i'm going to say podcast clips work quite well i also think it depends on the topic because we work with people that do both and sometimes the podcast ones will go viral sometimes the other ones like direct camera ones will go viral so it depends more about the content itself Now, for example, I've just launched a new Instagram account. We're testing some things on that and we're getting some really, really good views and it is purely off of repurposed clips from this podcast. But that also allows us to go on to put those onto YouTube and to put those onto TikTok and then leverage, you know, other people's names when you interview them and things like that. So I'm a big advocate of talking head direct camera clips. You know, Alex Hormozzi smashed it with those. He's sort of 
really been pushing this wave. But I do think for most people, you'll get better content out of a podcast because I feel like a lot of my best content is when you prompt me. Um, And it's a bit more engaging when there's, you know, a bit of a back and forth. Yeah, I think the one time that direct camera will always outperform podcast content is if it's solo content. So if you're doing solo content, repurposing podcast clips isn't as effective as just saying it again, but super direct down the barrel of the camera. That's it, because you can sort of script it better. And it's like you say, it's much more like bang, bang, bang. Here are my three points. It's really concise. I planned a really good hook into the beginning of that video. Yeah, I agree with that. Got you. So next one is from Aaron, but Aaron spelled A-A-R-O-N. So many Aaron's. A-A-R-O-N. A-A-R-O-N. This guy happens to be our head producer as well, just just by coincidence. Um, He says, audiogram clips for my episode or solo to camera video for promoting my podcast? And then he said, what's the easiest way to share and promote a podcast show or episode? He's asked three questions in one, but I feel like we should just go for the first one. Audiogram clips for my episode, question mark. Not a fan. I think it served a purpose a little while ago before video was so important like a few years ago you know production didn't have to be as good quality didn't have to be as good you know because this was like COVID times now needs to be so much better you need to be doing video audiograms aren't going to get you what you want because nobody sits there and listens to them i don't know anybody that does an audiogram and it's like oh look it's got a thousand views five thousand views no it gets like three likes and one of them is you so the other one's your mum yeah (laughs) your mum (laughs) (laughs) i think (laughs) i think don't do them what i've seen people start to do in lieu of those is okay i'm taking the learning from that clip i'm making it i'm padding it out and i'm writing it down and turning it into a carousel so for example you could clip this as an audiogram right should you or should you not do audiograms? No, because blah, 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 blah. Without the video, it's not particularly engaging. So if it was just over a graphic of the podcast, podcast is not going to get any views. But what would actually be better and what would do perform better on like TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram is if you do a carousel, which is sort of multiple slides where I go, reason number one why carousels don't work. People like to see the visuals. It's the visual and the editing that gets people engaged and want to have consumed it for a few seconds. Then that pleases the algorithm and it will send it out to more people, right? So option two gets people to know you better, right? If they can see you and hear you, you know, whatever. And option three, and you know, and that each one is like a slide. That's going to get you way more engagement on that, on that channel and through that post than if you just slapped 20 seconds of audio over a static image. For sure, for sure. So that's what, 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 was his other, what was his other question? I'm sure there was another good one in there, actually, that's valuable. Solo to camera video from... No, no, from, from AA, Ron. <laughs> what's the, yeah, that was his, that was the second one. But he said, as the third one, what's the easiest way to share and promote a podcast? Well, it depends. If it's an interview one, right? So circling back to video, clip them. It's never been easier to go viral, right? If you have seven clips a week from your podcast... You can post all of those seven onto Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, all of them, and all of their stories. And you can tag the guests in the stories and you can do tag them in the post or do a collaboration post on Facebook and Instagram with your potential guest. Do that every single week for like two months. Look how quickly you grow because you're going to get in front of other people's audiences. So, so that's like a quick win. 
and then obviously making sure that you're doing your titles and um, show notes justice and actually putting a bit of effort into writing them. Got you, got you. So next one is from Phil Fraser. He says, you always use quite detailed show notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> almost as if it was planned. <laughs> is there a downside to this in that the potential listeners will skim the notes and then decide not to listen as they've already gleaned what they need? So there's actually a really important stat on this that I've just made up. Standard. <laughs> the, is this, the, no, this is the same as me making up quotes. Yeah, yeah, no, but this is true. Right? The total number of people that read an entire list of show notes and then decide not to listen to the episode is 0%. Nobody's scrolling through show notes and going, I've got everything I needed out of that. I'm not going to listen. Like, nobody does that. That's just like... Very few people actually read the show notes. I'll, I occasionally read the first line to get a gist of what it's about. Um, but if, I don't think anyone actually reads through all the show notes often. No, your you, your show notes will help you grow your listenership through keywords, SEO, having lots of things for Apple and Spotify to, to surface your content to people. But also, if there's key moments, key quotes, key takeaways, I'm not going to watch that and go, or read that and go, oh no, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I'm going to go, oh, they talk about that. I'm interested. So I've done this on like Joe Rogan as well. So you can either look at reviews or copy show notes or sometimes like clips. So when he was um, like the JRE shorts, because his is like three hours long and he might have a good name on there and I go, oh, I want to make sure they're covering the things that I want him to talk about. And if they do, I'm not going to go, oh, I've got everything I need out of that. I'm then going to go listen to it. So don't worry about it. 500 to 1,000 words, key quotes, timestamps, if you want, key takeaways, all of that's really important. Make them detailed. He has a second question as well. How descriptive does... How... Sorry. How descriptive does your title need to be? And then in brackets, bearing in my searchability. And then he's gone for an example. So only as an example, would the podcaster's podcast be better titled how to make great podcasts as it's more likely to be searchable phrase and also more this is what you'll get from listening. Not necessarily. So yes, is the answer is it should be sort of very on the nose. But I personally believe we were between the podcast podcast and how to podcast. But either way, if you hear the podcaster's podcast, it's, you know, that's pretty clear that it's a podcast for podcasters, right? What I think he's saying and i've got an answer for this is you've titling it the same thing people will search your name doesn't need to be that that's what your episode title should be so if we had an episode title how to make great podcasts i mean it'd be a very broad subject but that could be one of our launch episodes so then when you're searching it the episode is coming up but you can see it's by the podcast it's podcast yeah for sure so my, my rule on the titles of your whole show is just it's does what it says on the tin so when people land on it or near it they go, oh, okay, I know what I'm getting out of that. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, Matt Sims. So he says, show me the money. We've spent months trying to work out a sponsorship proposal. We've tweaked and tweaked. Would be great to hear of real world models and proposals with monetary values and audience numbers. I'm sure this would help many of us trying to monetize. First of all, who is your audience? If you've got an audience, this is what I say to people when we're doing training and we're talking about monetization is if your content is purely like 
to help people, right? I was speaking to somebody yesterday. It's all about the third sector, raising awareness for charities and things like this. Like, fine, but you're not going to make as much money, you know, probably barely any compared to somebody who's going to help a business scale from six to seven figures. So, do you know what I mean? It's, is, is there money within your audience? And then when you're speaking to a sponsor, is there money for them? So things to look out for is, I love SaaS companies because their highest cost is acquisition of clients. It's very, very expensive for you know, high-ticket SaaS companies to get clients, but their churn rate's really low, so their lifetime value of a client is really, really high. And because SaaS has got really, really good profit margins... That also means that they've got budget to spend and a lot of those companies raise investment, in which case they have to be seen to be spending it to grow the business, i.e. marketing. So SaaS is like one of those no-brainers for me because it's like they will pay through the nose for it. So I'll give you an example because you've asked for it. There's a podcast which is all about sort of the business behind the beauty industry, right? And we did season one just to test it. Season two, so in season one, across YouTube and the podcast, right? There wasn't a big promotion. It was kind of a side project. Was maybe a couple of thousand downloads across the the podcast and the YouTube combined, right? Season two, before we even recorded it, we'd secured a twelve thousand pound sponsor for sponsorship, exclusive sponsorship of the YouTube and audio for season two. Now, what can you add in those packages to get the money up? You can add your newsletter, your email list, your YouTube, your podcast. If you've got an existing podcast, you can say, okay, well, we'll do a 12-week 12, a 12 contract, so you sponsor the next 12 weeks, but I'll also throw in a dynamic ad on my whole back catalogue of content for the next 12 weeks as well to up the numbers. So there's lots of things you can add in. So how much should you charge? What's a good package? How much can I make? I cannot answer because there's so many variables. So what I would suggest, if you want to make the most money, this is what I can tell you, have as much as possible to offer, i.e. an email list of some sort, a YouTube channel, repurpose your content and do video because you can put their watermark and stuff on all of your promo content, right? Have a lot to offer. Have a very, very specific audience. It's easy to identify. Find a company that serves the biggest percentage of that audience so then it looks less risk to the sponsor because it goes, well, okay, if you've got a thousand listeners but almost all of them need our product, then we'll take that punt. And then mostly approach sponsors that have deep pockets or high profit margins. Then you can be looking at, let's say you get a thousand downloads a month there's no reason why a sponsor can't be paying you anywhere between two fifty and a thousand pounds a week. Got yeah, and in fact, I'm gonna try and increase the value for Matt here. So I've got Matt's podcast or his website in front of me. Matt has the Moto Matt's podcast. Um, let me go back to the shout homepage. Out. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Um, let me get the description of it because it says on here. Oh, where's it gone? Yeah, fantastic. We can just. Pause this and skip to when I find it. Fuck, where the fuck did that go? Oh, there we go. Right. So the Moto Home... 
The Motome Map Podcast, advice, industry insights, and an impartial view into the world of motomes, caravans, campervans, and travel from the motome nerd himself, Matt Sims. Now, he has a sponsorship section on his website. Yeah, that's another way to increase it, because then you can add your website traffic into your bundle. Um, these stats were last up. I hope he doesn't mind me showing these. I mean, he hasn't right, got a choice. But on a website. There we go. Uh, yeah. Um, about three months ago, this was last updated. It says top five UK chart position, top 30 in a different chart, top 5% of podcast downloads, 97,000 downloads across 84 episodes starting in 2021. So he's getting just over 1,000 an episode. He's pushing 5,000 a month. Right, does that make sense? Maybe. Yeah, so, and uh, motorhomes, obviously, clients spending big, big money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, to be honest, a really good monetization strategy for this is facilitating sourcing these things as a good business. So, there's this um, trend, right? So, My First Million, I told you about, they did an episode titled Guy Mafia. So, on Twitter, there's all these... Um, there's this trend of things they call like the guy. So there's like the watch guy, the strip mall guy, you know, the, and, and, it's, and they're just, they're just like Matt, they're business insiders within a particular niche and they give advice for free, through, mostly through Twitter, right? Some of them have podcasts and they're mostly anonymous, but so many of them are making money through sourcing. So like the car guy, he's finding like, old vintage cars sourcing them and taking like a huge fee for it and the watch guy same thing so sponsorship would be good because it's going to be quite an affluent audience but you could really lean into that and be like oh if you're trying to source a particular thing or you need some advice around which ones to buy or not that should be the service he should be advertising mm, that makes sense to Further on the info I've already given you, he's got the prices on there of his sponsorship. Don't like that, by the way. Yeah, that's that that bit maybe don't do. <laughs> Move prices and do it case by case. He's got 60-second ad roll in podcast episodes, brand link in show notes, dedicated social media posts, email newsletter mention, social media episode announcement mention, use of the Motorhome Matt sponsor badge. Got a badge? And it's 2000 like the Blue Peter badge. Yeah, it's £2,500 for four weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's like a, I mean, great package, you know, good price. I think that that's pretty fair. I think, but probably even charge more than that based on yeah, his numbers. you're leaving money on the table by advertising that price. You want if someone's finding out the price, you want them to already be in conversation with you because it's so easy to look at that. I mean, go. I mean, we don't go to any high ticket product thing anywhere. The the prices you don't get the prices unless you call someone. That's why anytime you look into. A, buy something or sign up for a service it's like oh let's call you to tell the price you know it's going to be expensive yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> if i remember it was oh who was it? i think it was trust pilot with a, an old business of mine i was trying to get a trust pilot badge and there was certain levels it was like oh call us for it i was like oh really called him it's going to cost me thousands per month i was like gee i thought it'd be about 15 quid a month so i that's where i first realized ah so if the price isn't there it's a lot yeah so when you're charging multiple thousand pounds for sponsorship it shouldn't be there to just see because it's so much easier to close a sponsorship if you're talking to someone. Wow, that's a lot of value for Matt. I'll make sure to message him to say, hey, listen to this episode. Anyway. Can we send an invoice after? Can we just start doing that? Like, here's some advice. Maybe. You owe us money now. Maybe, maybe. In fact, I think Matt's actually going to be joining us on the summit at the end of this month. Oh, awesome. Right, signed up for it. I think that's all the questions we've got. Well, wonderful. I think that's a pretty good episode. Yeah, not too bad at all. So, probably going to do this again at some point. 
feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. Um, message me any of your questions, because if we get a cool question that we can make a whole episode around, that'd be great. And yeah, I think that's more or less it. Until next time. Bye.